Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers in plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sick is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. And the others hanging with the plumbers, you'll get hooked on the brothers to the bridge. Hello, hello, what's up everyone? Joshi Hargis here to kick off another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast with the Super Sacred Bros. Let's go! That's my that's my terrible impression. But my mom would probably say Mamma Mia. My mom would love it. We're back with episode 190 and joining me here now and forevermore. That friend I adore, it's Brian Arvet. And as you can tell by the title. We're out in the Mushroom Kingdom as I speak on our way to stop Bowser alongside Luigi superfan Nestor, a.k.a. fucking a Luigi. I got to put the Luigi in there. <laughs> to the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home. Don't be surprised if we sing about a homegirl peach in this one. Mamma mia. Nestor, buddy, how, how are you feeling right now with all this stuff? You got to be on cloud nine. The movie comes out. The whole community is behind you, and everyone in the Discord's like going to see this movie and loving it. Uh, what, what's this like, Sacred, man? How are you? Sacred feeling? Icons become a Mario Discord lately. Dude, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. As as of this point in time, the movie's surpassed five hundred million dollars, and it's not even out in Japan. They oh got that gosh. cash money. I didn't realize the Japan part. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, it, it's come down the twenty eighth, and <laughs> Japan, dude. That, that's going to blow up. This is going to be a 1.5 billion movie. Okay, so I know this is officially taking it, it, the title of most successful video game adaptation. But do you guys ever do you guys see it earning enough money to become the like the highest grossing animated film of all time, which I think, I think it already is, did. I think, I think Oh, I think, I think the first did, one's no? Lion King still, isn't it? It, it passed the uh, 
it passed the opening, the box office opening weekend. Right. So it surpassed that. It beat Frozen 2 uh, on that front. Uh, I'm not sure. Hell yeah, get out, Frozen. I'm not sure oh. how high uh, highest animated total is, but mm. I think it can do it. I think that, well, yeah. maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong about that, the, them already beating it, but I think the trajectory shows that it will. I know that, like, Minions, the first Minions movie, is over a billion. It's it's in the top, like, 20-some of all-time movies, so, um, which is crazy. But, no, I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be up there. Do you guys have a prediction for where, I'm going to say 1.5 billion is where it's going to land. Do you guys have a prediction? I know, what do you think, Nestor? Oh, dude, one more billion dollars. <laughs> more billion. Yikes. I'm looking this at stuff dedicated. as we're talking about this because uh, I want to see right now where it's because they they usually update this stuff kind of in the moment, but um, as the stuff's climbing, so I'm sure it'll be it's got to be in the like like I don't know top 100 at least right now. I mean that's so much money to earn in like what just under two weeks. I mean it's insane how yeah, how dude. fast it's gross. And you told me uh, I was t- guys we talked in the Discord. I was talking to Nestor. I went and saw a movie. Earlier this week, and I was—I I did not get some themed. Or, or my theater had some themed uh, stuff for the movie, popcorn bucket, cup, and whatnot. And I was telling Nestor how I'm going back, and I'm hoping to get some stuff, and they were sold out. And it correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you told me your theater sold out like the first day. Oh no, like the week before we went. Or we the went week to be- go. Watch. Oh, the week before. That's right. yeah. We wanted to go watch uh, a Godzilla like rerun. Yeah, and uh, they were selling the popcorn buckets, so I'm like, I might as well buy it now. Yeah, and, and then we went back. Uh, we went back opening night, and they were out. That's insane. Yeah. The movie's huge, man. That is insane. Yeah, I'm, so I'm looking right now, and Lion King is in ninth place of highest grossing films of all time with a little bit over $1.6 billion. Oh, we're beating that. Yeah, I think we're beating that. <laughs> Frozen 2 is in 13th with uh, $1.4. We're beating that only because everybody that I've talked to about the movie has said that they're going to go see it again. Yeah. And that's not very often yeah, that be. people go see a movie twice, let alone me watching it three times <laughs> so far. Well, and you'll see it at least once more, won't you? Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing about it, though. It's like an hour and a half. And so theaters can screen. They can show. They can have more showings of it, which just means more money. And it's because it's an hour and a half. It's super like it's easy to digest, you know, and. This is a movie that applies to everyone. They're in so a super strong know. release window. They don't have much competition. I think the next thing to come out that'll be competition is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I don't think there's anything really big in its way before then. Yeah, well, let me... Uh, Nestor, we kind of... Yeah, we're going to probably pick your brain a lot with this, man. I know I know you got some notes, which yeah, is dude. still amazing. But, uh, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, this has an audience score of 96% and the tomato meter... A 58. What do you think about that 58, buddy? That's exactly what I was expecting. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is going to score critically like 50 to 60. Yeah. And audience is going to be like over the top. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Do you do you think any element of that critic score is correct? Why do you think it's like that? Both of you. Go ahead, Nestor. Like, what, what do you mm-hmm. think it is? I mean, a, a lot of what I've seen is just... Uh, how do I put this? Like really out of touch, like older movie critics that yeah. some somehow have never heard of Mario. Homeboy's been around for thirty-seven years. years now at this point. Yeah, yeah. And they they they've never seen the man touch a mushroom and grow big. Like, <laughs> like I I understand you know if it was like if you took the Mario out of the out of the Mario movie you'd be left with nothing. 
but that's that's not what it is. It's a it's a fucking Mario movie, dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, does this which one which one's the better one for you? Is it is it this movie or is it the original live action? Oh, it's this one for sure. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know if like a lot of nostalgia would be so stacked on that one that it would be hard to compete with that. But you just go seeing this the first showing and you're like, yeah, this is this is my. Favorite. Oh yeah, this is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, see, Josh, I have a lot of, and I know you do too, Josh. I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for the live action Mario movie. I genuinely love the live action Mario movie. That's not like a. Oh, I love it because it sucks. I'm like, no, I just enjoy it from start to finish. It's a right. movie I can rewatch. Um, but I do like this animated one better, and that's because my personal love for Mario is based in the games, and the animated movie perfectly recreated those games in a film, whereas the live-action film, it didn't do that, which is fine because I still loved it. But like watching the live-action movie is not experiencing the games in, in, in a, in a tele- or movie sphere where this this movie was made for people who love the game. So, yeah, this, for me, is far superior. I know Polygon posted a, a, a freaking article recently totally to get clicks about how the uh, live-action one is, is, is so much better than the new one. And it was just like... And even the person who wrote the Polygon article is even like, I'm not doing this for clicks, and it's like... <laughs> I, I swore the last time we all three were together that I said they were going to do some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Or maybe it was on Cinema This. I can't remember. But I, I know that like it's the same thing for this movie that it was for the D&D movie. I, I started seeing videos pop up for like, remember that D&D movie from 2000? That was terrible. And it just conveniently comes out around the release of the new one. I get it, though. I get it. It's, it's just hard to wrap your mind around the way critics decide to review media sometimes because... The common sentiment, I made a joke about this in the Discord, is like, oh, yeah, this movie's like, if it didn't have Mario, it'd be a terrible movie. It's kind of what Nestor already said. It's like, the whole premise of this movie is just giving you an overflow of love for everything Mario. Like, the movie, and I know people have said, like, oh, this movie basically exists as a commercial. It's just Easter eggs and a commercial for Mario games. I'm like, that's an oversimplification. Like, I understand that it is all, like, Mario fanfare and mm-hmm. Easter eggs, but like Mario isn't known for his deep, deep story and lore and like character development. So when you make a Mario movie, what better way to make it an enjoyable experience than to give you the cinema version of the games? Um, I, I know that people say like, oh, it's got a pl- uh, paper pl- uh, paper thin plot, and um, you know that it doesn't do anything new in the in the movie sphere. But like, did it need to? And like, what would would a critic version of this movie have been more enjoyable? I, I can't imagine. Like, if Dune came out and they're like, oh, well, the thing about Dune is it's a good movie even if it's not based on Dune. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, they're on a planet with spice and there's, like, you know, the the butterfly helicopters and all this stuff and the sandworms. Like, what does that even mean the movie's good even if it's not Dune? Like, it, it has to be Dune. It just has to be Mario. I don't know. That's my rant. Well, I'll say this. I think, okay, so to give a contrast, you, we have... Nestor, who's like the biggest Luigi fan. This guy loves Mario, you know, and just the whole world of that, all the Nintendo stuff. And then, you know, one of the episodes, I can't even think of which one it was now, but it's pretty much the reason why I got a Nintendo Switch, why I got Zelda, you know. This guy recently, as I was injured with my back, gifted me, surprises me out of nowhere. And it's like, Luigi's Mansion 3, here you go, buddy. Amazing, amazing guy. So you have Nestor, who is like this, this Mario hype man that's getting us excited for the movie. And then 
you have all these critics that are you know poo-pooing on it that are trying to look at it like you know it's some oscar worthy they're judging it the same way they would judge an oscar worthy movie and it's just not that type of film you know i think there are there's criticisms with any movie so i I, like i have some with this one but like at the same time i'm like it doesn't matter it's an hour and a half movie that's just fun and it's a love letter to mario fans new and old and i this crystallized for me when you know and i don't want to get ahead of us if we're going to break down the plot but there was a moment in the theater when it basically gets to the Mario Kart scene, the sequence. And the movie is it's, it has this like brief few seconds of silence. And across from me, way down in the row I'm in, I hear a little kid go, Rainbow Road! And then immediately, like, it cuts into that. And I just thought, like, you know, that's, they that's did it. who it's for. You know, like, it's, it's for, for kids like that, for adults like Nestor, you know, and, like, you know, you could tell that kid was loving it. Nestor's loving it. You know, you're lo- you're having a great time. So I mean, uh, it just Josh. Now that you said that, I have to say, right before. So when the movie, do you remember when the movie starts? They show the Nintendo logo and the eight bit Mario yep. Luigi come out. Right. And down at the end of my row, this kid, this kid went to his mommy. Went, did it really look like that? And she's like, <laughs> No way. Yeah, honey, that's Ooh, what it used what? to look like. And it was like it was so magical just to hear that. That's so cool. Huh. You know. Look how far we've come. You know? Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, dude, that... Kylo Ren was like, look how old you've become. That logo drop was one of the three times that I almost cried seeing that movie, and I don't know why. It was just so cool to see Nintendo on the big screen. Hell yeah, dude. Man. And, like, having, like, Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword trailers come up before the movie, that was, like... Oh, you had some? I didn't. I don't think we had any. You didn't have those? Oh, I... No. Did you have those? Next I, had a, I, I had, like, different... I had, like, a Mario... Like, Mario-themed Nintendo Switch commercials. Okay, oh, well, nice. I had Zelda-themed ones of mine, but, like, it just kind of felt like this was... Now, I wouldn't say this was the direct start, but, like, this is a moment that's going to turn heads where, like, video game movies... We might be entering an era similar to the superhero movie era where, like, everything is superhero. I think we're getting that with games because we've, we've kind of already been getting that for the last few years. But it's been mostly miss. You know, there's been hits like the Sonic movie and the Sonic sequel. There's been some lukewarm ones like um, the Tomb Raider movie. Uh, I know Warcraft, the Warcraft movie, even though it critically was not seen as good, it made a shit ton of money yeah, overseas. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, I like it too. Uh, but then you have like real duds like the Halo TV show. Let's not even you talk have, about Blood Rain. That's like rock bottom. <laughs> so. uh, you have big wins like Last of Us. And I think we're, we're entering a golden era of movie and TV adaptations. And I think Mario is kind of the, you could almost argue Sonic, but I think you could, I think Mario is going to be the poster child of like, Look how much money this can bring in because you know if this <laughs> for for if, the corpos oh yeah yeah like let's start the NCU bro the Nintendo Cinematic Universe exactly. here we go because let's be real here if they do if they this gets like one point five whatever or more billion right. and then they do like a Mario sequel they do a Luigi's Mansion uh, movie they Which do a they Donkey better. Kong movie they do a Zelda movie and then in ten years we're getting a Super Smash Bros movie that takes elements from all the movies we've watched in ten years. You could see like Endgame levels of money or Force Awakens levels of money at the box office. So I think we're in the golden era, and I think Mario's the poster child for it. It's well, exciting. There's so many things like franchises that are like kind of ending. Like the Jurassic franchise ended. Fast and Furious is kind of slowly on its way out. You have Mission MCU Impossible ended. on their way oh, out. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. Well, people, yeah. There's <laughs> the MCU fatigue currently with a lot of people and stuff. So it's like I think I would think studios, theater chains, all that stuff are, are hungry for something new. And this is 
new and it's fresh and it's good and everyone's enjoying it and yeah, it helps that it's an hour and a half. Helps that it's like I think G or PG or whatever. So I mean, yeah, every, yeah anyone coming and see it. But Nestor, two questions. Um, one, uh, do you, are your notes more like kind of a like beats like plot beats of the movie you want to talk about? Yeah, they're they're literally just like scene for scene. Anytime there's a transition, okay. that's what it is. Okay, well, let's before, go into Nestor's notes. Yeah, I want to do that, but I want to ask you real quick too. Um, you know, I I feel like I know the answer, but I don't want to make an assumption. But for you personally being so excited for this movie. I know with a lot of us, like Brian and I, we go to see the Hobbit movies. And for us, you know, back then, we were unabashedly, like, ready to love it. As we're walking in the door, we're like, you know, it's almost like, I don't care what you do in this movie. I love you because you're in Middle Earth, you know. But then there's some other movies where, you know, you have that, uh, like, expectation. And even if you don't have a certain thing that you're expecting to see, it's still like, please be good, please be good. But for you, I'm assuming you were just ready to you you were like i love you already yeah and then you sit in that chair and you see it and you're like yeah i love you i love you more <laughs> is that pretty much what it was like for you yeah dude it's you know it's like waiting for a baby you, i already love you yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't perfectly matter said yeah perfectly said but yeah let's we can go through the plot and kind of break take down us some, through your notes nestor lead, lead us yeah man so uh guide us movie opens up uh we got we got bowser popping in on uh on an icy tundra well, I wrote head down here, Bowser versus the N64 Penguins. <laughs> I love it. That scene was hilarious. I like their, um, I, I, I wish, I kind of wish I hadn't seen it in the trailer. Right. But yeah. I loved, I loved the fact that like, you see that like stare down that the King Penguin does when he's like, this is but a taste of our fury. Damn, I was going to deliver that line. I'm jelly. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I was I, like, I, I'm ready to say it. And then Josh said, he, like, like, damn. It looks so mean. Like, he has that, like, he's giving him the stink eye, and he just, like, all they're doing is throwing snowballs. It was, like, the perfect balance of, like, adorableness with the, just with the humor. I, oh, I love that. And we all have an attachment to the, to those blue penguins that is stronger than it should be, because they essentially have zero character, but we all remember the Super Mario 64 level. And it's actually, man, it's hilarious. I was watching, um, I don't know if you've ever, either of you ever heard of Maximilian Dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was watching his first playthrough of Super Mario 64, and uh, he was trying to deliver that penguin to to the mother, and it was just getting me. It was I was dying. It was hilarious. He just kept failing, and the and the and then every now and then the penguin he'd set it down. The penguin would just walk off the side of the cliff, and he'd be like, are, "Are you shitting me?" And then finally, after like an hour of trying to get that penguin to the mother, he gets it to the mother, and then he just dead face collects the star, picks the or, or he get she gives the star. He picks up the baby, throws it off a cliff, then takes the star and leaves the level. It's like, <laughs> it was hilarious. But man, like this movie did so much to just, it, it had, it attacked pretty much every angle of, if you've only played this Mario movie or Mario game, um, you're going to, there's going to be something for you. But, uh, but man, me and Josh really, you know, we do this all the time. So we really are, we can talk forever. I want to you to take it as much as possible, Nestor. So, uh, what did you think of that scene? And then and take us forward. And yeah, dude. Outside. I guess this is a good place to talk about it too. But you guys are right. They kind of they showed off a lot, a lot more of the movie than I was expecting in the uh, in the trailers. Too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too much for sure. A borderline too much. Yeah. But dude, I mean, what 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 an entrance for for Jack Black as Bowser. Oh, Open dude. the gate. I love Jack Black. Or die. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. Okay, let's go. I saw him in an interview, uh, like the carpet, the red carpet for this movie, and he was, I, I, I 
can't remember, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like he hadn't done a movie since like 2014 and he was being asked what was it like to do it. And it was by a kid, a kid's interviewing him. And he was like, it was cool, you know, it was fun and everything. And I just thought like everyone just, Jack Black's like a Keanu Reeves type of guy where just like people universally love him, you know? And you know, I was just, watching a, <laughs> go ahead. I was watching a video, they were interviewing Shigeru Miyamoto and on the red carpet the behind background. him is Jack yeah. Black dressed as Bowser doing this stupid ass dance. And you know, Shigeru's like this, this, genius who created this character and behind him is just freaking Jack Black dancing around like an idiot as Bowser. Well, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. There was an interview with the whole, like some, well, a lot of the cast on the Kelly Clarkson show and he comes out dressed up as Bowser and you know, you got Chris Pratt there, you got Keegan-Michael Key uh, and then uh, Charlie Day. God, I'm forgetting the, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Charlie Day and, and him and Jack Black's the one that's dressed up. Everybody else is in nice like street clothes. And it's just so funny because when you, you know, Kelly's like, she, she's working her way to everyone and asking them questions. And she's like, what is it like for you, Jack, to be playing Bowser? And it just cuts to him. And he's there and is like a, almost like a Halloween costume of Bowser. And he's like, it's pretty cool. You know, I mean, and he just goes on this serious rant. It's just so funny because it's like you can't take him seriously. And uh, I love that about him. One of the biggest compliments I can give our friend Justin is to me, he's always the Jack Black. Like I, oh, yeah. that Jack Black is who I think of when I think of our friend Justin. Oh, I get that. Yeah, man. But yeah, I, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to imagine because like Jack Black's a gamer. He has a he has like a gaming YouTube channel and everything. I just want to imagine that like he got the he got the news that he was going to be Bowser, and that was just like a like 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 a dream moment for him because he really Probably. he really did put everything into this. See, and they, they didn't cut any corners with this movie. You can tell, like, this was a concerted effort to give fans a really good Mario movie. I mean, the voice talent, Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, you know, Jack Black, um, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, like, they didn't, there is no, like, oh, that's a that's a random side character from obscure TV show doing the voice. Like, these are big names, you know. Chris 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 Pratt killed it as Mario. Yeah, he really did. I, I, forgot, it, I forgot it was Chris, like, he's not doing, like, the the Mario voice, but I forgot it was Chris Pratt. Like, I couldn't, like, I don't want to say I couldn't tell, because if you asked me, I'd be like, oh, I can tell. But I never, like, occurred to me. I thought that was Mario. Like, it never occurred to me. The one I could tell the most, like, was the most recognizable was Charlie Day. But I love Charlie Day. I've always enjoyed It's Always Sunny. And I've always liked Luigi over Mario of the two of them. So I was like, there wasn't any moment, you know, where I was like, taken out of the movie because I'm, I'm recognizing yeah, him too much. If anything, it was like, it was just really cool to... It's funny you say that because I've never seen... Like, I know, I knew who Charlie Day was, but I've never seen anything he's in, so just, that was... You've seen Pacific Rim, right? The first one? Yeah. One time, didn't like it, it was over a decade ago, and I don't remember him. Okay. Well, who was he in the movie? <laughs> well, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, super cool intro, and the cast was great. I mean, I love, I love the, the whole cast, and uh, I, you know, I remember all the controversy... Chris Pratt, people, Chris Pratt got so much shit because of him being cast as that. But I thought, you know, that was what? probably the most, that was probably the biggest topic surrounding this movie. Why do you, freaking why do, you do that? Voice. It's because he voiced Emmett in the late to two Lego movies. Yeah. Kids will want to, they'll see that name and go, oh, I want to go see the guy. I want to go see the guy who played Emmett voice this guy. And you know, also adults know him and all these different things. Like he's, you know, it's it's money, and he did a great job. You know, he did a super good job. Yeah, man. So I, I, agree. I, I mean, like. I'm personally really big on like if you're going to like adapt something to some some different form of media mm-hmm. uh, to like really take into consideration and like respect the original creator's like vision yeah. and the fact that like Nintendo works so closely with Illumination, uh, you know that, that 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 was like that was like it for me. I'm like okay, it literally doesn't matter 
how this movie turns out. As long as as long as Miyamoto was right there, you know, like b- behind their backs, like <laughs> making sure there are no fart jokes in this movie, you know. <laughs> um, you think, but like, do you think Miyamoto? Oh, sorry. Go. Oh ahead. no, no, dude, go for it. I was gonna say, do you think Miyamoto sees the the, the penguin stare down and he's like, "Haha, that's that's funny." Yeah. Like, I no, like I feel like he does. <laughs> but yeah, oh, you know, yeah. He, he was he was right there. He was he was in the trenches with them. And um, what's his name? The head dude of Illumination. I guess he's, he's on the board of directors for Nintendo now. So like, we're getting yeah, more movies that. for sure. Mm, I like it. Well, there's there's just no way you don't after this this success. Like, if the movie quit making money right now it would still garner a sequel off the money it's made. It was only a $100 million budget, and it's made over half a billion. Yeah. And, and it's sure been a week. Shazam 2 is looking over like, can I get a little bit of that, Moolah, please? Oh, my gosh, dude. Poor the, Shazam the movies, That's a whole other podcast, but like the, the movie market is just it's kind of oversaturated with stuff like, I don't know, there's just a lot I could say about that. Like it, nobody, no, nobody in the cultural zeitgeist was like, prepared to go see Shazam 2. Well, not only that, like we know that that part of the universe just doesn't matter anymore, so like, why go watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Fans, yeah, that's it's, that's a fair is, yeah. criticism. I went and saw it and I had a great time, but I I understand why people haven't gone. Customers are dialed in now, like the, our consumers, I should say, are, are dialed in now. Like it's not like, you know, twenty thirty years ago where like oh, oh you know, your your mom doesn't know anything that's going on, so she'll go see Shazam because she has no idea it's connective. Like everyone who goes knows now. Either you know because you're a nerd, or you have kids that are gonna tell you like, yeah. hey mom, this doesn't connect anymore. Well, this movie, I feel like, I mean is almost symbolic of how it literally landed in theaters because like I, so I was, you know, I couldn't do anything for like a month because of my back situation. So I missed out on a ton of movies. So all this stuff, there's so much stuff coming out. You know, you had quantum mania, which didn't do too well. You had Shazam two, which didn't do too well. But I mean, those are coming out. You had the D and D movie, the John wick, you know, you got countless stuff that's coming out, you know, the new guardians movies about to come out and all this stuff. Right. Well, then the Mario movie comes out and it was funny because the day that came out, my friends and I were going to do a double feature. We didn't know what movie. We were hoping to do Quantum Mania, but it came out on a Wednesday uh, when Mario came out. It comes out on a Wednesday, right? The Quantum Mania showing the last one they had was on a Tuesday. So Mario coming in essentially kicked out several other movies to have more screens for it, you know. And because it's an hour and a half, again, it gets to have more show times, gets to you know make more money. So it literally just remind like when I'm watching the beginning of the movie, there's a part of myself that was like, "Huh, Bowser landing the way he did is kind of like this movie in theater chains." And yeah, seeing it make tons of money is no surprise. But anyway, I know we're going on a tangent. Take us forward, no, man. Good, what else? What else happened? We got the Super Mario Bros. rap commercial. I loved it. What, loved it right away. What a treat, dude. Perfect. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, did you, when that video came out, because there was the, wasn't that on YouTube yeah. prior? Yeah. Did you watch it right away? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, as someone who has seen the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, that was nice. <laughs> nobody, nice little, we were, little like, nobody was expecting them to go back and reference that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I've never seen that. So I, I was unaware because you asked me before about, before we started this recording about that, the rap, and I'd never seen the show. So I, I only knew the movie version. Yeah, that was the, that was the, that was the show's intro. Oh, okay. Wow. Hell That's yeah, really cool. dude. Hell yeah. I didn't watch the video on YouTube because I was like, you know what? I want to go into this movie as fresh as possible. And in case that's in the movie, I'll like not watch it. And then, yeah, it was in there. And I was like, oh, this is what everyone saw yeah, <laughs> like a week ago. And then, and but, then uh, yeah. to have the, not only open up with the, 
with the rap commercial, but to have the to have the guys like do the it's a me, a Maddie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to start it <laughs> off, that was great. <laughs> there was so much charisma in this commercial between Mario and Luigi, and, and and the thing that gets me, like I know it's weird how a subtlety can be the thing that you remember so much, but for me, what I remember from that scene liking so much, it's just when they're both like this and their heads are like. Yeah, they're like bobbing like their back heads to with their back, arm crossed. Kind of head bobbing. It's like yeah. it's like they're acting like they're the most badass people ever, and I'm like, you know what? You are Mario and Luigi. You guys don't know it yet, but you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, great, great scene. And and when the camera like kind of pulls out, and you see that, yeah, it's it's a commercial that they're watching. Was the was the guy there that was like right by the arcade? That was the that was Charlie original voice. It was okay. He was he was. I thought so. He was dressed like Jumpman, who was Mario. Before he was Mario and Donkey Kong, ah, so you know he did that the job. Yeah, know. It's a perfect, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and awesome! Because like, I remember Irwin. I'll be like, <gasps> oh yeah, dude, yeah, that was that was a great moment right away. Nice homage because I I remember hearing a lot of people that were like, why didn't you just get the original voice to do it? And I thought that's fair, but the fact that he's right there in the beginning and cameos as this character that's that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. What do you think about that, uh, Brian? Getting to see that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I pretty much looked at everything online before I saw the movie, so I knew he was there. I knew he was Charles. You know, I knew he was oh, that okay. character. Okay. Uh, but I loved it. I mean, I didn't know that we'll get to this shortly. I didn't know he's also voices Mario's father, yeah. which is really cool because he is the father of Mario in a, in a sense. I guess you'd say it's Shigeru, but, you know, um, yeah, that was it was really cool. I mean, this this movie, like I just learned now that that rap was from the, the Mario show cartoon. So, I mean, it's constantly self. Does it now... I might be forgetting, but is there anything in this film that pays any homage whatsoever? Actually, I kind of... That's crazy. I have so much to say about this. I kind of think there is, but I'm going to ask you, Nestor. Is there anything in this movie that pays homage to the live-action one? No. Not as okay. far as I can tell. You say... I'm, okay, can I take us on a tangent yeah, real quick? Because I, I want to talk... This is This is my favorite part of the movie. And I thought maybe it was unintentionally paying homage to the live-action movie, and that's not why it's my favorite. So... Me being a lore guy, everyone who's listened to podcasts for a long time, I love lore, things that can connect me with the story at a deeper level. And the thing about the Mario, you know, universe is, you know, the lore is not that heavy, really. You know, there's really not too much to grab to grab to there. Um, but one of the things I loved about the live action film was that Mario and Luigi were like plumbers who got sucked into this other world, and and that's kind of like the origin story for for why there's this Mushroom Kingdom and why there's these things, and. I wasn't expecting it, but that's what this movie did. They did the same thing that was done in the live-action film, which is these are regular plumbers in Brooklyn who get sucked through a teleport warp pipe into the Mushroom Kingdom. And it kind of builds this lore for me of like, okay, these are real dudes who are actually plumbers who end up in this strange place. And it's not that – because like when you're growing up, you're just like – I'm a plumber named Mario, and there's mushrooms, and there's Princess you don't think on stool. It. Right. You don't really understand why it's happening, but you don't care because it's awesome. But this movie, and it being so backed by Nintendo and being so successful and so good, this feels to me like a canon, like how Mario and Luigi came to be type deal. And that, that makes me enjoy playing the games more, having like almost a lore for it. Even Princess Peach saying like, you know, I don't know where I came from, but clearly she stumbled into the Mushroom Kingdom as a human as well. And it makes sense why they're humans, and then there's all these mushrooms and the Donkey Kong and all that stuff, or toads, I oh, should dude. say. Um, but so, but I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, Nestor, like, I'm sure you know, um, 
is this only the second time that they've been referenced as like Brooklyn real life plumbers that go to another universe, or was it just this in the live action? Like, what's the lore always been behind? No, so it's the Mario Brothers. It's been exactly that. Uh, when it first started out, they were plumbers from Brooklyn. It was like that at the uh, in the Super Show. Um, as far as I know, it was like that uh, when Mario Bros. came out, the arcade game where you flip over the turtles and then kick them. Really? Yeah. And then that got changed when Odyssey came out. Okay, so well, I beat Odyssey, but remind me, how did it get changed? It it, it only it only got changed because it they it made it seem like Mario was from New Donk City because that's where Donkey Kong happened and Pauline was oh, there. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that because obviously, like, this movie and Odyssey does a really good job with, like, connective tissues with Donkey Kong and Pauline. Pauline's in this in this movie, technically. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's what I'm confused about. So, like, it's not possible that New Donk... Because in the original arcade game, was, was New Donk actually supposed to be Brooklyn or something? Is that what you're saying? No, New no? Donk didn't exist until Mario Odyssey. But aren't they saying that the original Donkey Kong game was New Donk retroactively, yeah, or yeah, am I yeah. wrong? Okay. So isn't it possible they could still be from Brooklyn and New Donk's its own thing, or does that not really make sense? Mm, not anymore, yeah. Huh. That's weird, then, because Odyssey's the most recent game, and they changed it, but then the movie went back to the Brooklyn thing. I, I personally like the Brooklyn thing. I, th- I thought that was awesome. My, my favorite thing about this movie was like the continuity of like Mario Luigi, their brotherhood, their family, Brooklyn, how the, the origin, the family. Yeah, I love that yeah, stuff. Dude. But yeah. I don't know. Um, that's that's just very cool. I mean, I know Mario lore doesn't really matter as a Mario to be a Mario fan, but I still love. Yeah, it. I mean, it's cool for them to at least go back to this. So because because uh, it's kind of what I mean. That's what they did with the live action movie too. And you're telling me that was pretty much always been the thing. I guess I didn't really realize, yeah. but I don't know. I guess it's just like Mario for me has always been such a enigma of like what what is what is this universe what's well, going on why because uh there there's an there's an interview with miyamoto where they ask him like hey you know what's up with mario continuity why is why are they why are they why are mario and bowser at each other's throats one day and kart racing the next and uh miyamoto has said that it's because he views he views all these characters as like a troop of actors so you can place them in situations and just mm. watch them go so that's I mean that's the that's the best yeah, way to go. So continuity doesn't matter. Miyamoto makes games gameplay first, story story second. See, and, and that's and that's the thing is like obviously Zelda has more story, but like fans push so hard for that timeline and all this like lore continuity stuff and Nintendo ended up making it official, but anybody who's willing to admit it to themselves knows that the continuity and the and the lore and the timeline of Zelda is pretty much bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like you buy into the Nintendo stuff for the for the lore. You come for the the cool no, characters and it's the like the, it's world. Like the, the Zelda stuff was just like basically what Nestor said. Zelda was like, oh, here's these characters that are like actors placed in different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And the games didn't have much connective tissue. And fans speculated on timeline theories for years and years and years. And then one day, Nintendo makes an official timeline for Zelda. And like it kind of works, but it's so jerry-rigged and like bullshit that you're like, this was not planned from the beginning. There's no way. Yeah. But back to Mario. Back. Oh uh, yeah, I liked yeah. I liked how in this movie though it's it's established pretty fast as they bump into 
what's essentially, I think, like their rival, or it was their previous boss, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, that was my yeah. next note on here. Spike, exclamation oh, mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever heard of this uh, of this game called The Wrecking Crew. Um, I'd heard of it, but never yeah. played. Yeah, it. just another one of those like Mario arcade games. Uh, you, you got a hammer, you go around breaking stuff, and Spike is the guy that comes out to fuck with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he's doing in this okay, movie. Okay, so he wasn't just an original character put in the movie. So he's actually no, he's yeah, wow. He's been that's, there. That's, that's an well, old, old school. Combat. When I watched the movie. I when I watched was, the movie, I knew that guy had to be from fine. something, but I had no idea what it was. I just, like, there's no way he's original, I figured. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it because I felt like it established right away that, like, where they're, the situation they're at, right? The camera pulls out. You think you think initially, at least I did in the movie, I'm like, you know, I don't know what this intro is, but I'm like, oh, this, like, rap, this song is, like, pretty cool. And then it pans out, and you're like, oh, they're watching themselves. They're watching their commercial air on TV. And then... You know, we don't know at this point in time, like what type of uh, how successful they are or where they're at in their life or anything. It's when they bump into this guy, the Spike, that we kind of get a little more context as to they're kind of down on their luck. And that commercial was like everything. It didn't they? Isn't there like a line in there about how like they they spent their like life savings yeah. or something <laughs> like that? Yeah. N- <laughs> so. Nestor, how how old are Mario and Luigi? Because they have bedrooms at their parents' house. I'm confused. They are in their mid like mid to early twenties. They're supposed okay. to be like twenty three to twenty five ish. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Hell yeah! I mean, I was twenty three, living with my parents, and had all those posters and games. Yeah, man. Just like you know, that. same here. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Especially, especially yeah. living in Brooklyn, I can't imagine how uh, expensive it is to live there. You know. Well, and I also wondered if, like, I you know, I I, I don't want to be like an idiot and not and like be unaware of like things culturally, but I wondered if like maybe like their family that their family is more it's more common in their culture to live together as big families longer cuz certain cuz like we're we're one of the i believe we're one of the fewer country few countries that um that champions like living separate like having separate homes for everyone like other countries that are like let's have 30 people economy, live in one yeah. giant house good luck nah, the, good luck the big the big italian family living together in a small space is is definitely a thing I yeah. thought so. I thought so. I just want to make sure that was right. But yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah what was the next part? All right, part? next part. We got the boys get a call. They got a job. And the uh, the no sleep from Brooklyn part happens. That was All awesome. Right. That whole construction site was laid out like World of 1-1 from the first game. If you notice that the paint cans and... Uh, the paint cans are lined up like the like the yellow bricks, like the yellow uh, boxes. E- everything oh. was laid out, yeah. So you know, Mario literally runs through through one one. What's an aw- what an awesome homage in a way. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't know that either. You know, he he getting educated. He runs up the stairs. He 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 grabs onto the flagpole at Burger Castle. Castle looks exactly like it did in the first game. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, there's yeah. a bunch wow. of um. There's a bunch of Mr. Game and Watch, like little like ha- like the little hazard signs. They're all yeah. they're, I all, like, that they're all like little Game and Watch characters. Wow, that's so cool. When this scene's happening for you, Nestor, is this like the scene where a smile just spreads across your face? Because this oh, is he's when been it smiling happened already. Oh yeah, I, I, that's that's when it happened for me. Because like I went in with no expectations. I was ready to love it, but I also really didn't know where this was going to go and and if it was going to pay homage in any way. You know, and plus. I'm still like I haven't 
you know, aside from having the Switch, I haven't played a Nintendo since like the original, really. So it's been a long time. I don't get all these references. So when it was going into that shot and the way they framed it, I was like, my brain's like, it's just like the games. You know, I was super happy. Mm-hmm. I was eating that up. Well, that's the beautiful thing about the scene, right? Even if you have zero idea that it's from 1 1. Yeah. Obviously, they're doing a Mario thing here. Like it was a great homage. And, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, and, then, and you got Luigi lugging behind him. The, this this yeah. is like this is the one part of the movie where I think the licensed music worked. Uh, I have I, I agree with that. I have seen a, a couple like like people have gone back and like put in the like the original soundtrack like what Probably you know never. that 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 would have been there had it not been uh, the licensed music. And yeah, uh, when they're like, oh crap, like how how are we gonna get there? Uh, this, there's this piece of music that that starts off with the you know dun-dun, 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 like you're running out of time you gotta go and then so you know Mario runs to the whole obstacle course opens the door for Luigi Luigi walks through and then the song plays the like the the death sound that dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. <laughs> and it just fits so well like I, I really hope when it comes out I on would... DVD that there's like a cut of the movie with just the original OST. Even if even if they charged for a separate version of the film that was a cut that had all original music, I would buy, I'd pay for oh, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't even mind honestly. But. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, but after this, we got uh, they go to that ritzy apartment and they meet the dog. This is my least favorite part of the film. Yeah, this is this really? is the most illumination part of the film. Yeah, it did okay, not I feel like Mario sure. to me. Yeah. But uh, you know, it didn't feel like Mario to me. It felt like they spent way too much time on it, and it and it just really, yeah, huh. yeah. That's interesting because I I felt like okay, well I enjoyed the dog, but I do at least initially like when I think it was Luigi steps on the toy or the what was it the yeah, bone like or something chew, and it breaks yeah, bone. and the dog immediately looks mad at him. That's when I like that. That's the first time I laughed in the movie. I was like, <laughs> he's mad. You know, I was enjoying it. And then, yeah, when they get in the room and everything starts to... Like, at first, it's like it's going great, and I'm like, cool. And then everything goes wrong real fast. That part, I could see how it dragged on a little bit. But I yeah. I don't know. I still enjoyed it. It was nice. It was, it was basically establishing that, like, they keep failing, whether it's their fault or not. Right. You know? I, I, that's what I liked about it contextually. It helped to further solidify that before the... To be fair, it's not like it was, like, horrible or it ruined the movie or something ridiculous like that. It's mm-hmm. just like... This is the part of the movie that I'll always be ready to be over with when I rewatch it. Yeah, like, like, okay. like genuinely, there's like really not much to talk about here. Like they take the job, they do it good. The dog comes in and fucks it up. And that's it. Yep, and they get yeah, blamed. Dog. There's a but I love that dog at the end though. I laughed so hard when they showed that dog at the end. There, there's an abstract like, art painting of the duck hunt dog laughing in that apartment, and there's also a Pikmin glass statue, and that's about all I can say. I about didn't it. see the Pikmin one. Wow. Did you notice that on your first showing or like your second or third? Oh, like the third one. Okay, I was going to say. See, wow. that's another yeah, that's reason impressive. to go back and see the yeah. movie again. Wow, Easter eggs galore. Uh, the yeah. dog looked like it was from like that like Pets movie. Yeah, Secret yeah. Life of did. Pets or whatever. I could yeah. see that. It looked like, yeah. look like Doug from Up. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, just a weird, like it kind of like, I don't want to be too hyperbolic. Like I want to say that like that scene stands out like a sore thumb, but. It doesn't stand out too much. It just just a, a slightly sore thumb. <laughs> you might enough. not notice it if you're if you're not. And I'm not saying that we're anything special here, but like uh, film connoisseurs, people like us who go and see lots of movies, might notice that. But I don't think the average person would. It's not like horrible, but it actually stands out less probably than some of the musical choices later in the movie. Yeah. So. All right, and then after that, I have 
parents question mark exclamation point Love yeah it. so the boys Love go the home family. and mario and luigi have a family and and i found out that um i guess the designs for mario and luigi's mom and dad are like straight out of old ass documents that miyamoto had lying around from back in the day to, wow. and it was for like mario himself what yeah that's a deep yeah. cut then that's pretty cool see i i mean it's kind of go it's called kind of one and the same but like my my I said my favorite part of the movie is like the canon and the establishment of like where they came from but like part of that is the brotherhood of luigi and, and mario i would say that's the heart the heart of the movie is the love between brothers and how much they respect each other this man well i mean i guess i'm getting ahead a little bit here but we'll come back to it but like oh man this the scene where uh, baby Mario protects baby Luigi just almost, you know, almost yeah. made me watery. Uh, yeah, watery. It was beautiful, but we'll come, we'll get back to that. Like, uh, <laughs> so. to, to have the boys, like, have a family, um, and, you know, we've all been in that situation where, like, the whole family's roasting us, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, oh, God, super cool. And I'm just like, all right, all right, here, here's my pitch for Luigi's Mansion movie. All right, so, Luigi's Mansion games, Mario gets captured, Luigi has to save Mario. Alright? What if Luigi not only has to save Mario, he has to save his whole family? You know, movie starts That'd off... Be cool. And they're in different yeah, rooms. Yeah, movie starts stuff. off, uh, Luigi's fucking up, uh, his family's giving him a hard time, you know, and he's gotta... They, they all get captured, and he's gotta, he's gotta rescue them one by one, and, and they, like, gradually start respecting him more and more. Yeah, dude, that's actually a perfect plot. Yeah, because like, and the whole thing could be like, oh, you know, Luigi's scared to do things, and he's always frightened and everything. But then, like in this mansion, his whole family is like, they're all scared and they're trapped, and like Luigi's the one who goes in there with the poltergeist. And yeah, save the whole I, I'm thing. waiting for that end credit scene and whatever, like third or second movie we're gonna get for Luigi to just bust into the room and be like, "Hey guys, I want a mansion." <laughs> oh, dude, I, man. Uh... I know we'll Did get. Did you to ever that. think you'd get a Luigi's Mansion movie? Like this is a real possibility oh, now, dude. Never, I mean, you, never in my life. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't crazy. expecting to get a second game, and we, and we, and we got that in 2013. Isn't that so cool that they just they didn't keep Luigi as just like the player two character? Like they gave him his own series, and it's unique, and it's great, and it's your favorite game of all time. So cool. Yeah, I I like this scene in particular though because I feel like I mean, and I don't want. Hopefully, I'm not getting too ahead of you, Nestor, but. They establish pretty fast that Mario doesn't like mushrooms. Yeah, and this really yeah. Comes into play later on in the movie, so in a, in a big way. And I didn't realize that in the moment. I thought it was just I didn't I, I didn't think anything of it. But uh, yeah, Luigi Luigi is so sweet too because he's literally like taking them off all the mushrooms know, off dude. His, his pasta, <laughs> you know, and putting them on. He his He has so plate. much respect for his brother. Yeah, and then and the, the, the dad's like. Mario, you're dragging your brother down with you, and then afterwards, Luigi's like, "You're you're not dragging me down. You're you know you're great." And it's like, I just love the brotherly love. Yeah, man. the, the sibling dynamic him. was was spot on. They really got it. I didn't expect that from this movie. That was a complete surprise to me. So I that's awesome. Um, yeah, take us forward, Nestor. All right. Uh, so Mario goes to his room. He's playing his NES. He's playing Kid Icarus. He's got an R wing on top of his TV. Yeah. I love that you know all this, man. I love it. Yeah, there are like posters for like F Zero and like all these other NES games in his in his uh in his room. Mm. And uh you know, Luigi comes by, brings him his dinner, no mushrooms. And they see on TV that, that Brooklyn's flooding and it's Pauline giving out the news. So she's the mayor of Brooklyn, like she's the mayor of New Dock City, 
in Odyssey. Yeah. I guess Brooklyn and New Donk are just kind of entertaining. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, seems that way. That's the thing, though. Without without Donkey Kong, like, the game having happened in that universe, like, is Pauline still Mario's ex-girlfriend, or, you know? Yeah. Hmm. See, I know that, like, this stuff doesn't need to be thought about because it's just a freaking Mario game, and, like, they just do stuff to make good games, but I'm like, I want to know. Give me the deep Mario lore. Give me the Mario and it's like... Like, what if they release like a big like Halo encyclopedia, but for Mario? Day one, day oh, one, yeah. yeah. Release that shit. So, like, so they head for this this new Brooklyn. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Nestor. Um, they head for this whole like Brooklyn like flooding pipe situation. Mario's like, this is our chance to to make something of ourselves, and they head there. And what happens? They uh, they crawl across a pipe. It breaks, and then they bust into a new area. Um, and in that area, actually, there is there's a sign that says one dash two. No, way. Yeah. that's neat. Yep. And obviously, you hear the you, I didn't notice any. You hear the little music cues. You hear the da na 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 na. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the shot when they were climbing on the uh, they were climbing across a pipe and it's upside down and just the the wide shot of them going across that that was another moment where i was like oh, it's just like the game yeah. <laughs> geeking out yeah, yeah. and then they, they look over the railing and you know mess of pipes everywhere uh pretty sure that's a reference to the og mario bros uh the boys walk down and they get sucked into the pipe yeah that was the moment i thought was kind of weird for me personally cuz I, I like I want to preface by saying, like, again, it's a Mario movie. It's an animated movie for for kids and adults, but more still still toward a kid audience. And I thought I shouldn't be having this putting this much thought into it. But I thought it's just kind of like out of nowhere, you know? Why is that green? Why is that there? What's the lore of how that? Yeah, yeah. Like it raised that question, but I was also like, who cares? Doesn't matter. And then later on, when they go into the back uh, background of Peach, that I was like, okay, so it's there's there's more to that, you know? It's been there for a long. Yeah, exactly. It's a magical pipe. But yeah, I was. This still got me excited because I'm like, this is kind of how I feel like the live action one went. You know, like not yeah. exactly the same, but it's similar. You know, they go through. Isn't it like a wall in live action Mario that they go through? The the yep warp? yeah yep, yep, yeah. Yep. It's not a pipe. Yeah yeah yeah. 90s special effects being what they were. Oh. I didn't realize um, the Mario the live action Mario movie pioneered the first usage of uh, one of the special effects systems that is used in film everywhere now. It's called like Autodesk Flame or something. You look it up, it'll say the first movie to implement it was Super Mario Bros. I need Koopa Coins! Monkey! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they get sucked in and that's where it's like you start rubbing the hands together and it's like this is where the fun begins. That's where, you know, Mario and Luigi, they're like, yeah, nothing's going to happen as long as we're together. Get that brief, beautiful flash of my boy's face full of hope. And he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the shot that comes next when, yeah, they're all in this, you start seeing what looks like almost multiversal trajectories that they can go in. What did you guys think of that? I, I didn't put a lot of thought into it, but I guess they could do a lot with that in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the moment that, that I thought, zone, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I but mean, I mean, would that, would that in like Mario canon, would that just be different areas in the Mushroom Kingdom or different areas entirely? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't know. Uh, I think that would depend on yeah, if they want to tell a movie, yeah. they could use that 
use that as a like, funnel. Watch for... like seven, eight years from now, after we just got out of seeing the Legend of Zelda movie. But ju- just there's like a flashback, flashback showing that one of those pipes leads to the to Hyrule Kingdom. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nah, but but just just like in just like in Mario Super Mario Bros. World Two Two does indeed have the warp zone. So, so cool. oh yeah, that works out. All right. It's funny because, like, you know, a lot of times when movies are done, they have, like, like a movie will be done. Like, let's say Kevin Feige. They have Kevin Feige. They're like, oh, this dude knows comics. So he's going to be able to reference all this stuff. The fans are going to go, oh, I read the comic. I can't believe they got that right. Who better to do that than the guy who created Mario? Like, yeah. this isn't like a huge Mario savant. It's not like they got Nestor to help with Luigi's Mansion movie. They got the creator of Mario to help with they the got Mario. The goat. Well, that's what you Crazy. want. He's the goat. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> All right. So we got Mario arriving at the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Holy shit. Keegan-Michael Key was so good as Toad. Favorite character in the whole movie. Absolutely love Toad top to bottom. This little dude, like, again, I don't have the knowledge these two guys have about Mario stuff. I was all over Toad from the get-go. Like, I'd seen that part. I'd seen it from the trailers, but the more he talks, and especially later on when he talks to Peach about going on the adventure, like that specific moment, that's when I was like, this, this is my dude. Love Toad. I mean. Give me it, a Toad it, spinoff movie. It's when he built his cart that I truly fell in love with Toad in that movie. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's a great part. But no, to, I couldn't tell it was Keegan-Michael Key, but I always, my, my main character in Mario Kart my entire life has been Toad until they put Link in the game, so... Uh, a lot of respect for Toad. Yeah, man, and it's just like you know, you get you get the little you get the little late motif of the Captain Toad theme, the dun 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 dun. dun. I'm like, oh, it's my boy! Is there gonna be a Captain Toad movie? Yeah, dude. Uh yeah, and like you know, back of his backpack, he has he has like buttons for for Toastarena, the Desert Kingdom from Odyssey, and then mm-hmm. one for the. But you see a kingdom. glimpse of, don't you? Or you, or there's a kingdom from Odyssey we see a glimpse of the red. Yeah, sand. yeah. Um, yeah, is that the one or is that different? Yeah, one? that's the one. In, okay, I thought so. Very cool. And uh, yeah, Luigi's in the Dark Lands. We got to go talk to the princess. It plays that Luigi theme a little bit, right? Luigi's Mansion theme. Oh yeah, Doesn't once they, once they flash to that part, which uh, real quick, I just want to point out. Getting hit. Super Mario Bros. World One Three is you jumping across mushroom-shaped platforms. Uh, <laughs> which they did oh, that. Yeah. They did that as well. Yeah. All right. So we flashed, and I like how, I like how there's that enemy that like with the big legs that goes over top of Mario, and he like looks up at it. And Hello. Like, what the heck is this? <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, and, and Toad jumping on the little bitty bug. Yeah, he's oh, a menace yeah, to those things, dude. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Toad is great. Uh, All right. So we got Luigi. Many exclamation marks. <laughs> I loved yeah. the sequence. I feel like this was like essentially like a uh, either a backdoor pilot for a Luigi's Mansion movie, or like it. it was at least a huge nod that like, hey, we know this is like really popular, and because this, you know you guys have heard of Chekhov's gun, you show the shotgun in the movie, then it means it absolutely has to go off at a point in the movie. So well, he gets he he gets ahead, in the mansion. You show the mansion. Luigi's in there, but he's only in there for like five freaking seconds. And then like the next thing, next time you see him, he's being hauled away as a prisoner. And I was like, no, no. And prior to that, Jeff has to go take a quick tinkle. So this is the part, like right when Luigi gets around there, is right when he takes off. And I'm like, 
this is Luigi's Mansion, you know? I was like, no, but I get it. Bladder being what it is. But he comes back, and pretty much by the time he comes back, that sequence is over. And I was, so, I mean, just in the span of, like, a minute, basically, you know? And yeah. I was just like, what a tease. But to me, it was, it was. I look at it more like, you know, like, thank you so much, because it was like, that's so neat. Oh, yeah, dude. That See, they what? would put that in there. Even though they they knew, like, you didn't, you didn't want to have a plot that, like, I, like, I didn't want to watch a Super Mario Brothers movie that had these two separated, like the entire movie, and it's it's a good portion they're separated, yeah. but like three not fours, the entire probably. movie. Probably and three fourths. Yeah. So, but I was I was pretty happy they at least snuck that in there. Yeah, that that made that, me happy. That piece of music is probably my favorite on the soundtrack, just because not not only because there's a, there's a very tiny little three second bit of Luigi's Mansion mixed in there, which yeah, you, I I, which I, that I screamed. When I heard that in the theater, <laughs> he gets popcorn bucket. He's like, ah! "Yeah, no." His girlfriend is asking me, "I'm like, this is fucking Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion." <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what can I say, dude? I fuck. See, it's so good, <laughs> dude. It threw it threw me back because there's a part, and he doesn't yell. He doesn't say it in the same like dialect or sort, but it's a different voice actor. But uh, Luigi's like, you know, he's got he's he's in the forest, and it looks like Luigi's Mansion. He's like Mario. And it's like, I just remember like playing Luigi's Mansion for the first time on my GameCube and like being so, thought it was so cool because like you start playing Luigi's Mansion, he's got the flashlight and he's shaking and he's like, Mario! Like he's just like going around the mansion like, where are you? And this, they kind of did that for a second and it was just like, oh, you guys have so much potential. Like I hope we live long enough to see all the things that can be done with Nintendo properties like this done properly. You know, I mean, we got from... I mean, just I mean, there's literally enough material to do 20 years of Mario movies, and that's not counting Zelda and freaking Metroid and Donkey Kong. Well, I guess that is Mario, but MCU so baby, give me it. I'm ready for it. Think about a Majora's Mask hour and a half animated movie, man. Like Illumination. That'd be a trip. Holy shit! Wow. Of course, they'd probably do something like Ocarina of Time or, or Breath of the Wild first, but still, very cool. So yeah, Luigi gets chased. Happy mask salesman and Illumination graphics. <laughs> Right. Nah, I, I, I've seen people suggesting that uh, DreamWorks should do a Legend of Zelda movie because they're also owned by Universal. And oh, okay. I think that would work. As long as it's good. As long as yeah, it's good, go I'm for down. It. But uh, yeah, Luigi gets chased by a bunch of dry bones who uh, they make the sound that they do in the game when they fall apart. Uh, Luigi feels like a badass when he takes one yeah. down and he comes back and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> And yeah, the song quickly scales through Deep Dark Galaxy. There's a little bit of Luigi's Mansion in there. There's a little bit of the of the Bowser world, I think, from Mario 3. And then it ends like that that last bit where it gets really intense is the the ghost house from Mario World. Yeah. There's a lot more homage. Runs into the castle, thinks he's all good. Flash of lightning, bunch of shy guys behind him. I laughed my ass off. That shit was great. That was hilarious. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I'm good, I'm safe. And then these shy guys are just there, like, dead-faced, like, <laughs> you know. Which, that completes... That Batman begins scene, where are you? Here. <laughs> yeah, shy guy, here. That would have been... Now, I'm actually glad they didn't, because now I'm thinking, like, they totally could have done something like that, too, and try to be, like, culturally aware and like referential and have like a shy guy like be upside down and be like here you know that could have been a thing <laughs> i'm glad they didn't you, but that would have been i'm glad they didn't too. it would have been funny but i'm glad Dude, they Mar- mario is yeah. too iconic other people reference mario mario doesn't reference anything exactly <laughs> when you're on top you don't 
you don't bow to exactly that's hilarious and that completes our tour of the original mario one levels we got one one in new york we got one two underground in new york we got one three in the mushroom valley we got one four when luigi runs into the castle that's crazy. That's that's like nobody's talking about fully that. Fully grasp. I don't. I didn't fully grasp that. See, that's a true. That's a true Mario fan right there, Josh. I, I we didn't grasp that, and I haven't seen. I've read a lot. I'm of getting learned. No one today, said that. Yeah. Boyos, <laughs> I'm getting learned. That's just like let me lay it down for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put it down. All right, and then after that, it was it's the sequence of Mario, uh, Mario and Toad going through Toad Town. Going through the pipes, oh, yeah. which was hilarious. You hear the one toad at the shop saying, "Like just blowing it, it'll make yeah. it work for the cartridge." <laughs> yeah. Um, you know they make it to the castle. Your princess is in another castle. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was. And then like like they, he does like Mario doesn't get the reference. It's like oh you haven't played the game. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not self aware. Yeah. What does I can't remember? What does Toad give them to distract them? He cooks for them. Oh, he starts cooking. Yeah, he cooks. He cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That reminded me of Breath of the Wild, even though it's not what it was going for. That was another reason that just cinched why I love him in that movie, because I was like, this is a real OG right here. This dude is like, yeah. stri- dude knows Mario for like five minutes and is like, like break into the castle. I'll yeah, go you. ahead. I got you. <laughs> I got this. Well, make me some flapjacks. Yeah. All right. And then we got Princess Peach. What'd you think of? Okay, let's just, I'm going to let you tackle it here first, and Esther and Wall speak on it. What'd you think of. And this is okay. Well, I don't. I don't want to force my opinion across first. I want to keep it vague so you guys can answer. What do you think of them um, making Peach more of an independent, strong, tough herself? Uh, arguably more skilled than Mario. All right, Peach, low key, has always been like that. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, what I've seen a lot of people point point to is that Peach is supposed to be, you know, throughout throughout the whole like the training montage. It's like Mario is the person who's never played a Mario game before, trying to get better at it. Luigi, uh, Luigi, Peach, <laughs> dang, Peach, Luigi. Peach is the season. <laughs> like a shit yeah. name. Luigi's, Luigi's, Luigi's. Peach is the seasoned veteran. You know. Yeah. She knows exactly what he's do, what she's doing. She's showing him the ropes. One other thing uh, that to me was really cool. I don't know if it was a reference, but. You played Mario too, right? Right, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's yeah. Peach's special ability in that game? The floating. Yeah, she floats. She makes yeah. the game easier by design. We all float down here. So. Yeah. No, it was Peach is literally easy mode in every game that she's playable. Of course, she'd yeah, have an easier time true. doing everything. That's true. I mean, see that? I mean, I'll just my opinion on the thing is is, and I, I'm. I've seen this several places, but I'm actually heavily referencing the Angry Joe uh, review, which you guys could go watch if you want to compare. But like, because um, the Angry Joe review, they just shit all over the movie, to be honest. And they kept calling Peach a girl boss and, and saying that like, oh, she has to be a girl boss because it's 2023. And I'm just like, but it was her character was so well done. And I liked it. And it made sense in the movie. She's lived. She was born and raised in the Mushroom Kingdom. It like because I remember like in the Angry Joe review, they were straight up like referencing that like she's like oh i beat this course on my first try well of course you did you were born and raised in the mushroom kingdom he just freaking got here as an adult and the thing is she still technically gets captured by bowser and has to be saved by mario it was the best of both worlds and i agree with nestor i thought i not not to the degree that nestor just clarified but like i kind of thought to myself i'm like 
Peach has always been kind of tough. Like, she definitely gets stolen all the time, but, like, she's never been a straight-up, like, worthless damsel, like, in, like, a stereotypical type. So, I loved what they did with Peach. I thought Anna Taylor-Joy killed it. I thought they made her an equal player in the movie, so where, like, if little girls go to see this movie, they could come away saying Peach is their favorite character and not feel like she plays complete second fiddle to Mario and Luigi. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think it definitely helped that Anya Taylor, uh, she showed up to the premiere, like, in that outfit. In the biker you know, like, outfit, Well, yeah. that she's wearing later on, yeah, in the biker outfit. But I thought that was that was sweet, too. I thought that was pretty sweet. At first, I didn't know what to think when I saw Peach, like, do that. Because I was kind of like, it does feel like they're, like, really prioritizing her being, like, a badass. But then the more I thought about it, the more it was pretty much right at the consensus you just made, Brian. That, that was like, I mean, I don't have the knowledge you guys do, obviously, of, like, all the games. But... Um, I was like, well, it makes complete sense for her to be that way. She's been there, especially when you get like further into her backstory later in the movie. It's like she's been there this whole time, so of course she's gonna know this stuff. And she, you know, and I think that's part of what makes her a princess too. She's like kind of a natural at some of this shit. And also, like, I like I like dominant women. So the fact that she was a little bit more dominant, I was like. I was like, nothing's wrong with that. Go, Mario. Like, good Nestor for you, just man. gave you the good most, you. I bet you do, eyebrows. I bet oh, you do, yeah, baby. <laughs> I bet you do. But I absolutely loved it. You know, and I was like, just good for you, Mario. Like, you get some, man, you know. But they were both super great in their own ways. And, uh, yeah, Peach ended up being fantastic. See, if they ever it, do a Peach solo movie, I'm there. I'm there. The thing is, this this movie made this movie made the games better for me, right? I've touched on that already by saying that it has like the kind of the canonish of like how they were established, the lore, uh, Luigi and Mario's uh, brotherhood, but also Peach is better to me too because she it, it shows that she arrived in the Mushroom Kingdom when she was a baby and she was raised there. That's why she has this love and affinity for the Toads. This is why she's got skill. And then it's skipping ahead a little bit, but we'll come back. Is uh. I always didn't quite fully grasp, I, I did a little bit, why Bowser was so bent on stealing Peach. And if you had asked me before seeing this movie, I would say, you know, I think he kind of has a thing for her. But this movie doubles down on that he loves Peach, wants to marry Peach, and he's very, very concerned with how uh, how Mario is making an impression on her. And, <laughs> yeah. and if and if he's if he's impressing her... He doesn't like it, and he hates Mario because he impresses Peach. And having all this background of like how Peach got to the Mushroom Kingdom, why Bowser wants to be with Peach, how Mario and Luigi got to the Mushroom Kingdom, it just makes me want to jump into a game and feel more in touch with the world than ever. Like I could play Mario 64, and I'm like, ah, you know, you came from Brooklyn, and Peach has already been here, and Bowser, you know, he stole her because he wants to marry her. Like, I love it. I love full blown infatuation for for Bowser. You know, yeah. like I, <laughs> oh, that's Bowser the word. Simping, Imagining that's definitely his, the word. his entire life with her. You know, <laughs> it's like who hasn't done that? Even if you were super young, someone's done that at least one oh, point yeah. in their life. You have a, sure. uh, inter, you know, interaction with someone at like a coffee shop and your brain for a moment is like picturing yourself getting married with that person. That's Bowser in this movie. One hundred percent. Yeah. He'll like, love her till the very end. <laughs> <laughs> what a bang. Hell yeah. Take us All right. Yeah. So. The the the, yeah, Peach is the awesome. training montage, Peach is awesome. Perfect. She does the little Perfect. float in the end, like she does in Mario Two. My wife loved that. She didn't even see the movie. She saw the trailer. Oh yeah, that that trailer was the me. whole training sequence. Which why? But also okay. Yeah. <laughs> why? Too much. Too much. That's the problem, right? Because they showed they showed the penguin sequence. They showed the Mario Kart sequence. They showed the training sequence. That was 
three, I mean, there's a lot more good parts still, but it's three of some of the really good parts there. I'm really glad they didn't, they did not show the Bowser infatuation yeah. stuff in trailers because that was so great to experience in the movies. Yeah. And then in the movie itself, I should say. But yeah, man, I, I love Peach. She's one of us. She, she's my secondary in Smash Bros. At least she was until they put Daisy in there. Oh, Daisy's really? exactly the same. That's yeah. Awesome. I, I, <laughs> Peach is your second? You're not a man. <laughs> That Peach is that one of the most quit. technical and hard-to-play characters like, um, in Smash Bros. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. um, I love dominant women, so this Mommy Dom is going to be my playable character. Uh, deal with it, okay? Josh, we can, we're not going to call this episode Mommy Dom. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just well, saying, Josh, if you haven't played Mario Kart 8 yet, if you, pick her, if you pick Peach on the bike, she gets the biker suit. There you go. I love you for that. <laughs> the eyebrow. <laughs> the eyebrow raising. My guys, man. See. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. But no, 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 no. It's it's okay. continue, continue. All right. We cut to sick ass concert at Bowser's Castle, where they're oh, playing yeah, the awesome. Bowser's Fury song from when he when, when he's oh. in the giant form. I did not notice that, and I've beat Bowser. Yeah, dude. I did not. That's the that's it's the it's the song just straight up. That was that was a, such an awesome scene. I can't believe I didn't realize it was Bowser's Fury, but yeah, we got Bowser not knowing who spy who spiny tops are. We got him. We got him announcing his plans. Yeah. I'm gonna marry her in a fairy tale wedding. Everybody stops, and then everyone's like, "What? <laughs> like, what? This is so unlike you. We don't care. Not about you? That. Are you? Are yeah. you okay? Dude, when he when he toasts the the Koopa into a dry bones. Oh <laughs> shit! That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, that's perfect. Silence. I didn't realize. Um, I'm what's I'm sure you knew this already, Nestor. I guess the little like magic Koopa from the beginning with the penguins. Was like Bowser's father figure. Yes, did you it depends that? on the yeah, game. I figured you did. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's Kamek, who looks like every other Magic Koopa. Sometimes it's one named Cammy, who is like a female one, looks really old. Uh, but yeah, there's all usually there's a Magic Koopa hanging out with Bowser. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I didn't know that till after I saw the movie. Hmm. So. I mean, yeah, you played Yoshi's Island, right? Uh. Not, not really, Ooh. not really. That's a good one. Like I've pl- one of those things where I like played it, but like didn't make any progress to even say that I played it. So, sorry, Nestor, I let wow, you down. Wow, dude, I haven't played as many Mario games as you. I've only <laughs> played like fifteen. But yeah, you get you get Bowser announcing his plans. Uh, I mean, it was it was funny. That's all I can say about it. It was great. Oh, I love oh, yeah. it. I think it's great establishing of the, w- what the antagonist's motives are. I mean, he stills the star at the beginning for that sole purpose because he thinks, like, she's going to see that and be like, you know, My hero. with her arms wide open, <laughs> you know, and she's just going to be all over him and stuff like that. But no, you know, but it's great because it establishes that you have this Mario guy who just previously in the scene is kind of bonding with her. We see when Mario, like, he's going through that, that training course and he's not doing a good job, but each time he starts to do it, he's getting a little bit farther to the point where she's watched him. The sun's gone down, gone up, and she's falling. Peach is asleep, right? And then she's up and she, she kind of wakes up to him like kicking absolute ass at it. He gets it done. So then, you know, you see them kind of bonding. And then I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nestor, but isn't in this scene with Bowser that he starts to learn of, of Mario and he's kind of like, does Peaches like him? Like, you get to see some Bowser jealousy in this movie. And I absolutely no, got to get out No, that's right after the Peaches time. section. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I have a, I have a scenario for yes. you guys. If you had to put a Nickelback song in one part of this of this movie... Which part would you choose in which Nickelback song? 
All right, we're putting in Hero from Spider-Man. Uh, when Mario oh, saves I was literally Luigi. just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, dude. What, what part? When Mario part saves from? Luigi. There's <laughs> <laughs> say that a hero. <laughs> Straight up, like uh, out of those TikToks, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. Great pick. Great pick. Uh, I was trying fine. to. I was trying to figure out where I could work in. Look at this photograph, but you know. The Peach's backstory. <laughs> Maybe in the sequel, like Bowser will be reflecting on how close he was to being with Peach, and he'll have a photograph of like them standing on stage when they got married yeah. in the first movie. And but be it's, like, look at this. But it's Jack Black singing it. Yeah, Jack Black Every singing it. Every time I think about it, makes me laugh. And then he just like under his breath, he's like, "Oh, I hate Chad Kroger." <laughs> <laughs> Instead of laughing, he's like, "Ooh." All yeah. sobbing, but yeah, take us forward, buddy. What's, what's All right, next, we got Mr. the small seed of Luigi being transported by the toads. That's where you get the flashback to the to the baby Luigi and Mario, which oh, I was not expecting, dude. Scene. That was so cool. Baby Luigi, baby Mario, and it's like I'm getting Luigi's getting picked on. Mario's like, stay the hell away from my brother, and Luigi's like, I love you. Yeah, bro. just establishing that like they've been together, like they've never been separated for this long, and yep. the fact that they look That's exactly cool. like they do in the games. Super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby Mario, baby Luigi. I loved it, too, for that same reason. I felt like it really did a good job establishing this moment where, like, well, Luigi realizes, like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to get out of this myself. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. All right. We got the road trip. So uh, Peach is leaving to get the Kong's army. Uh, the Toads ask who Mario is. She says, he doesn't matter. And then they leave. <laughs> <laughs> Make me think of the rock. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What you think? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hilarious. that was to move the plot along faster. <laughs> that's fine. Yep. Like, like, and that's a great thing too. This, you know, I I know, like you were saying, Brian. Like the, one of the criticisms people have is like no, like paper thin plot and stuff. But like, it doesn't. Like it almost doesn't need it. The plot's right there in front of you. Yeah. You don't have to to weigh it down with expo- too much exposition. To me, the plot. I don't. I mean, I haven't played every Mario game in existence, but the plot of this movie is is better than most of the games. And that's not that the games are lacking, it's just that the games purposely don't have plot usually. It's like, oh, Peach got captured, go stop Bowser. And that's more or less what this is, but more fleshed out. So I think this has one of the... It's got to be at man. least in the top 10 or top 5 of Mario plots. I Esther, feel like man. maybe Nestor could disagree, I don't know. We don't even have time for this, dude, but like I've been... It, that movie has made me like, get super into playing Super Mario Odyssey. And... Uh, I gotta tell this story real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll speed through it, but uh, like I'm in I'm in one, like the sandy world now. I don't know. It's not still it's yeah, still really shown in this movie. Yeah, and like I went in there and I bought like an employee's outfit, and I was like I'm just thinking about how like Peach. I need to rescue Peach, but I'm in there getting this snazzy like employee outfit. I'm having a freaking blast, man. This game is awesome. And I was telling Brian the other day. I said it's like it'll be like two in the morning. I wake up. And I'm like, you know, I, I kind of want to play this game. And I'll, I'll, I'll boot it up and everything. Dog Chewy's with me. You know, my dad's sleeping and everything. Again, it's like 2 in the morning. It's it's so quiet. You could hear a pin drop, right? And out of freaking nowhere, Super Mario Odyssey! And uh, no matter how low that volume is, you just <laughs> hear that thing blast. Anyway, it's a great game. I'm having a great time with it. I didn't mean to go on that big tangent. But oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Let's get Your back Your dad hears it and he's like, I'm, I'm just having a blast. I don't know about my son. <laughs> What the hell? What the hell is that? Yeah, so, so they're on their road trip. You see a couple of locales. Uh, Peach says that she's not going to let anybody ruin this. And then they cut to Jack Black's iconic solo moment. Peaches. Mm. Peaches, Peaches, the best scene in the movie. Peach, oh. you're so cool. <laughs> with my you know, style, just like images we're going to rule. <laughs> ooh, ooh. 
so killed it's me. funny too because they just let him become jack black oh yeah well that's, that's what fine. i was wondering i'm wondering like you know how does this conversation go behind the scenes because jack black his like his word like the the one word he has in his vocabulary is like taste is just like jams. He's always talking about jams, tasty jams, and he's singing a jam, you know. And it's like, how is how did this go? Is it like the studio was like, hey Jack, you know, we know you like tasty jams. Can you come up with a number for us? And he's like, no problem, you know. Or is it he like is it the other way? Yeah, is it the other way around? Like, how does that come about? Because that is like the most Jack Black thing in the entire yeah, movie. dude. And then the. And, and then the works. Koopa comes up and he's like, help me play the piano. And it's like, da, 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 da. oh, I <laughs> love that. Re- is that the one it was? Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was just great. And then they start talking and it goes off and then they go back to playing. Da, 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 da. Oh. Yeah, pianos engraved, so Ludwig von Koopa, which is one of the Koopling. I saw that's that. Cool. <laughs> I saw and that. that's when he finds out that Mario is in the Mushroom Kingdom. And he's impressed. Is he, is he impressing Peach? Is she impressed? Yeah, he starts getting super jealous. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, also, too, when Kamek mentions that Mario's in the Mushroom Kingdom, the steam comes out of his nose, you hear, like, an OG Bowser sound clip from, like, Mario Galaxy. Oh, the... the <laughs> oh, I do remember that, yeah. yeah. Oh, yep, okay. I do remember that. That was awesome. Cool. One of two times they do that in the movie. All right, next part is the, the Fireflower Garden, where we get Peach's lore. Oh, yeah, yep. Where she she gets a uh, fire flower and she talks about how she got to the yeah. kingdom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. super super Great. cool Very little cool. flash of Peach dressed as a toad grabbing the flagpole. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I Man, thought it was. I, I, I watched this movie, seeing the fire flower, and then eventually the ice flower. I'm just like, she's way cooler than Elsa. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, why do you so, have to compare them, Brian? Well, because I felt that's what crossed my mind. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is the scene, right? When she's you see her as a little baby yeah. and everything, and she's coming through there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love that that first moment. She goes up and like her first thought is to hug the toad like right away. You know, I think isn't that what yeah. she did? Didn't she hug it? Yeah, she loves. Was, yeah, so she sweet. loves. She loves and respects the toads because they raised her, and she wants to protect her kingdom. Yeah, very I, cool. That was a little extra bit of layer of exposition I wasn't expecting in the movie. Like I didn't think we'd get like some backstories that for some of these characters, had. but we do. We've never had. Yeah, that. I. That was so, like, for me personally, I mean, I'm sh- so uh, I'm sure if it was appreciated for me, then it was all the more for you guys being bigger fans. But I loved that because I thought, like, it makes sense. We I could- always did kind of wonder. I'm like, you know, out of the humans you see in this stuff, like, you know, at least early on from what I'm more familiar with is like, you know, Mario, Luigi and and, and her. So I'm like, what, you know, is she linked to them somehow? Like how? But uh, We should yeah. establish, like, where our Mario knowledge is because Josh keeps saying this. Like, obviously, Nestor is the 10 here. I'm probably in like a seven, maybe. Like I'm a I grew two. up with, and then Josh is like I'm quite a, a two. Bit. I only ever played the like the first, I think two or three, and the first one's the one I had the most time spent with. And what was the one on Super Nintendo? Was it Super Mario World? Yeah. World. Yeah. yeah, I never had a Super Nintendo. Justin did. I always loved how that looked because to me that was like when I saw the map, like where you could kind of like navigate. Yeah. To me, that was like open world at the time. I was like, yeah, this right. is amazing. You know, it was amazing. So, yeah. And now I'm playing pretty Super much, Mario Odyssey. Pretty much for me, my experience with Mario is all the mainline games since the beginning. Luigi's Mansion, Mario Karts, uh, Mario Parties, um, some of the Mario Sports I did, I've dipped in. And then Super Smash, which is not quite, you know, explicitly Mario. But I never really played... the big played, dong on Brian over here. I never really, I never really played like the the Mario RPG stuff, like either the Super Nintendo one or the the GBA ones. I never played the Baby Mario stuff, the Donkey Kong and Mario stuff. I never played 
um, Yoshi's any of the Yoshi stuff really. So there's definitely a good chance. Master, that what's I the what's the Yoshi one on the Switch? The, Yo- the, the Yoshi. Yoshi's Woolly Crafts, Crafted Crafts, World. Crafts, yeah. Is that any good? Have you played that? It's all right. Okay. Yeah, the, the first the okay, first was, Yoshi's Island, the one on SNES, is probably the best one still. Yeah. But yeah, Brian, you got a ton of knowledge, dude. That's even more than I, I knew you did. I knew you played it like a ton of them, but damn. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, it's really growing up. It's impressive. The uh, Mario 64 for a while was like the best game I'd ever seen. Like, because I grew up with the PlayStation 1 and my cousin had an N64. And mm-hmm. I think on the internet, you get more people saying the PS1 was the better system to grow up with because it had way more games and stuff. But uh, I just thought Mario 64 was just mind-blowing. Every time I played at my cousin's house, I was just like, oh, gosh, I want I want this for myself. I eventually got my own N64 with, with Mario 64. So Mario 64 is like where my roots of Mario are. But, I mean, I played 1, 2, 3, Super Mario World. Um, I had I had I owned a copy of World and a Super Nintendo for a while, um, but yeah, the Mario's always been in my life and a game I played consistently through the years. It's just I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm like Nestor where it's like been in my top five. You know, it might be it might make top ten, but you know I've, I've usually circulated around stuff like Halo and, and Zelda, and I think my my Zelda attachment is why I've probably had such a strong attached such a strong relationship with Mario because. If you get in a Nintendo mood, you're more likely you're gonna to want to go to another franchise too. Like if you get in a Mario mood, you might feel like a Zelda mood after a while, mm-hmm. or you know Metroid or Star Fox or vice versa. Uh, it all the Nintendo does such a good job of like making all of their franchises feel connected, even though they're not. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's kind of a tangent. Why don't you go forward, Nestor? Uh, I, I have about twenty ish minutes left, and I know you got a lot more movie to cover, so I apologize. That it's no, my you're fault. good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> next, uh, next note on here. Uh, have Luigi X Bowser's sexual tension. I mean, <laughs> oh, this is he, the, like, the, 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 the yeah. Luigi? It's the interview. Yeah. Or the interrogation. He's like, scene. "Where's Mario?" Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't know where Mario is, and then he tries to pull off. Oh yeah, he's pulling his pulling hair. His That's why you said that. Pulling his hair. <laughs> and he pulls. He pulls like a bunch of his hair off his mustache, and he's like. Ah! Like he screams like it's bad. I'm gonna lie. When they when that moment happened, they played that out pretty yeah. good. Like in the sense that it felt like it wasn't even being like. I'm sure pe- some people will laugh at that, but I was like, damn, this this is kind of traumatizing for Luigi. Do princesses find him attractive? They do if they have good taste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a bro! So good, so good. Uh man, yeah. So you know, Luigi gets interrogated. He gets. Uh, he gets tossed in the little the little jail cell, and that's when we meet the little nihilistic Luma. Dude, Erwin uh, lo- was losing his shit. This over should there. not have been in the trailers, though. I would have oh, lost I didn't catch it, it if it wasn't in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, it was in the trailer, but hilarious. It wasn't in the trailers for the longest time, but we knew it was going to be in the movie because it was one of the McDonald's toys. Oh, uh, yeah. interesting. But what it was in the one of the it wasn't one of the later trailers, trailers yeah. I yeah. Definitely an argument to be made for trailers starting to show too much. Well, I feel like that's been happening for a while, but the Shazam 2 trailer, spoilers for everyone listening, literally showed the Wonder Woman showing up, which is like it, like an end scene of the movie. I was like, what are you doing? You know, like, so weird, but yeah. Nihilistic little, little what was, was it? A Luma. A little star? 
Luma? Yeah, Luma, yeah. Luma from uh, hilarious. Gal- Galaxy Games. This is probably what got me to laugh the hardest because Erwin was laughing, so I was like, by association, you know, I was... Nothing yeah, but was, the sweet yeah. release of yeah. death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their, their whole thing... In the most adorable Their one. whole thing, too, in the Mario Galaxy games is that they, when they die, they explode and they turn into galaxies. So that's why he's so down so to die. Oh wow, yeah. that makes more sense. Contact context is king, man. Wow. You, you, Josh, when you Josh has been saying he's going to try to pony up the money to get the Super Mario 3D All Stars collection yeah. for Switch, and when you play Galaxy, dude, like you'll you'll love the Lumas and the Rosalina, which the storybook. Rosalina was not in this movie. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm definitely so much at a point where Galaxy. I want to like get several of those games. I'll have to talk to you about it on the Discord or something, but. Uh, Definitely, definitely wanting to. Targets had some on sale like this week. But uh, anyway, yeah, go ahead, take us forward. All right, we get the gang showing up to the Kong Kingdom. This is the take on me part. Oh, okay. Oh, I love this stuff. I, mean, I, I, it, I, I don't I, want the the licensed music personally, but even even the good part one from the beginning with one one, I just didn't want any licensed music. No, see, this, this part was great. Joshie's on the point. Like the song is good. It matches up with all the animation. It's great. It's wonderful. When I went back and listened to the song that was cut to play Take On Me, like, some of the sickest Donkey Kong Country remixes that I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> I bet I would have preferred. I bet if I'd heard that, I would prefer it. You'd have to send me the link or something. Oh, yeah, like dude. That. But uh, Yeah, I would have preferred I that. ate this scene up. I mean, I love tropical settings in, in anything, so I've always had an affinity for Donkey Kong. Like, I, I one of my, uh, like... My first girlfriend, I remember she like was huge on the Donkey Kong game. She'd bring over when I was living in this one apartment, she'd bring over her Super Nintendo and play those games and I would just watch her play oh, some that's of them. A vibe, dude. And at the time it didn't interest me as much, but now like that was like my window into Donkey Kong. So then when I got my Switch, one of the first games I bought was Tropical Freeze. And I've only played a little bit of it because I was hopping around seeing what I wanted. Game is to harder stick than with. Dark Souls. But I loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though and and that's what made me realize, like, another topic for another time, but it made me realize, like, it was, like, you know, Nintendo welcoming me with open arms. Like, it made me realize, like, uh, how tired and fatigued, as much as I love RPGs, I am with that. And I miss the platforming and simplicity and these colorful characters and just, you know, picking up bananas. But anyway, I love the scene. The sequence was awesome. This dude's, the dude, the guard, the the guard at the, the entrance is literally the one who ends up driving him down there. And that music's playing. And I'm just like, I am at my happiest in this scene because all the tropical setting, all the Donkey Kong dudes, there's one, he, the dude straight up eats a banana pill, throws that shit down on the ground, another car crashes because of it, and I was like, oh my Rest gosh, in peace, Swanky know? Kong. <laughs> that, that was Swanky oh, Kong, that was dude. Oh, that's dope. Oh. But there was no Lanky Kong. There was, there was, dude, he has no style, he has no grace, he cannot be in this fucking movie. He's a disgrace. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love Lanky. Lanky was my favorite from 64. Dude, okay, but Chunky was in there, and he was my favorite in 64. Oh, really? Yeah, well, it matters more that you get your favorite, I guess, He beat beat the death allegations. He's alive. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of this being, and I know it's, I guess it's kind of a little bit of a skip, but, like, what do you think of them establishing that, like, the Kongs are the ones that create the carts? Did you like that? That's that's fine. It's Mario. Like, do I need an explanation for why monkeys make carts? Nope. Yeah. No, nope. just like I don't need an explanation for why the blocks float. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. I love that they didn't spend any time on that. That's just like a part of their universe, and they just yeah. accept it. It's I love that this movie pays pays homage to the fact that um, Cranky Kong is like the original Donkey Kong. 
Donkey Kong Jr. is DK. the actual yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was DK. pretty cool. Very cool. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Go forward, Nestor. With Grace. Yeah, we got, we go got, we got, we got, we got the DK fight. The fights. Oh. Well, with yeah. Mario. This was the Thor Ragnarok moment with Thor and and and, uh, and, and yeah, you know, like Donkey Kong and Mario. That's a good way to put and, it, Brian. Actually, and then, yeah. I mean, it, to me, it Nailed seemed the like head. they took inspiration from that scene. They probably didn't, but it felt like it to me. You know, you have Peach and, and up at the top, and then watching him get like it's basically like instead of Loki and um, Jeff Goldblum up there, it's Peach and 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 Cranky, and like wow. Donkey Kong comes down, he's flexing his pecs, he's like, I'm gonna kick so much ass, and his dad's like. <laughs> Dude, stop being full of yourself. And then Diddy Kong's out there, like, rooting Donkey Kong off. Love that like, moment. Shut yeah, up, Diddy. Love that moment. And he, they just showed Diddy. That's the thing that I love about this movie, too, is, like, with the Easter eggs and the referential stuff, like, they'll just do something, and you're like, what? Did they just do something I really wanted them to do? And, th- and then you're like, yeah, they did. That was freaking Diddy Kong. Holy shit, that's awesome. You know? A lot of um, love. A lot of love put in But this. This, yeah. this whole fight that plays out between Donkey Kong and Mario, basically, Donkey Kong beats the shit out of Mario. Mario finally gets a power up. It makes him small, which completely makes it even worse. Uh, but eventually, uh, he gets the uh, he gets the cat power up, which once again got me excited because I was about to say I'm one of the few fans, but that's probably not true. I think there's probably a lot of fans, but I'm one of the fans that loved Super Mario 3D World me too, dude. for the Wii U and then Switch. Such a, I mean, it is to me, it's the promise of New Super Mario Bros. fulfilled. Yeah. That is what New Super Mario Bros. should have been. It feels like an actual evolution of the 2D ones in a way that's so awesome. And the cat suit was a huge part of that. And I remember when I watched, I literally watched E3 live when Miyamoto showed off the cat suit for Super Mario 3D World. This would have been 2012 or something like that, 2013. Mm. And I remember seeing like Miyamoto, he was wearing like the Mario paws. And he was going like this. He was making little cat movements. And I remember watching that E3 and thinking to myself, what crack does Nintendo smoke? Like, <laughs> what 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 are these people? Like, they make so many odd decisions. Why is Mario dressed like a cat? This is stupid. And then the game came out, and I'm like, oh, that's why. Because they're the best game developers ever, and I should have just trusted it's them. one of the best power-ups of all cat time. Cat Mario. Yeah, Cat Mario kicks Donkey Kong's ass, and it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, what do you guys think? I loved it. I ate it up. I mean, I thought that sequence was great, and I lo- the best part about it was getting part of the DK. Rap. Yeah, I mean, you get a little sample of it. I mean, that DK was my the DK Donkey Kong. Would you and think of that? Would you think of that part where where uh, Mario goes, "Pray for mercy from Mario in boots"? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Shrek reference. I love it. But uh, yeah, uh, no, that sequence was great. I think you hit the nail on the head, Brian, with some of the the Thor Ragnarok uh, similarities for sure. There, like I just picture in Donkey Kong landing there, and Mario was like Donkey. You know? Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I thought the sequence was great. I mean, it it didn't make. That's it, kind of a tough balance to strike uh, because you have like two He's fame characters in two separate <laughs> franchises, even though they cross over. But like, you know, you don't want to like make Mario like get his butt beat the entire time you know you don't want to make donkey kong look like a pushover so i felt like they did a great job balancing that and it was cool just to see in an arena context with the power-ups that get no context whatsoever again they're just accepted uh i loved it do do you guys before we go forward do you guys want i either have i have 11 minutes or once it hits time for me to go i could i can leave this up if you guys want to finish out the story or otherwise we could do a part two sometime but at the same time it's like yeah we well, do you that. want to do a part? I mean, it's not that I don't want to do a part two. I just wanted part one to be juicy, I guess. <laughs> oh, that still feels uh, juicy. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, I, okay. I'd like to finish uh-huh. it with all three of us, but because um, you guys are the more, 
you guys have you more got knowledge, a lot more to cover there yeah we like we're that. we're about halfway through yeah, halfway through okay all right well let's um let's, let's stop do, let's yeah. do two parts let's yeah do two we'll parts. do we'll get them all next i think week people we'll listening will be glad in the sense that if it came down to either ending it in 10 minutes permanently or having two parts uh they'll prefer two parts so yeah okay well, so let's Let's uh, so for the final ten minutes here. Let's move into and this is kind of jumping ahead, but we're gonna we're gonna finish up wrapping up the movie in a part two. Um, but let's go into our impressions over the movie, our scores of the movie, what we thought of it. Um, you know what could have been done better, what maybe it was perfect. Nestor, why don't you start? Because you're gonna have the most glowing review of of this movie. Obje- give me give me objective, give me subjective, give me pros cons, give me your favorite part of the movie. All right. This is my favorite movie of all time. Just, just throwing that out there. It's, That's awesome, it's, dude. What, what is your and second? I actually, Scott Pilgrim. And I actually believe you. Okay. And I actually believe you, right? Like, because me and Josh, I don't know if you guys remember listening. We'll say it. We've said this several times on the podcast. If Josh or I ever say something, or if we ever hear somebody say something like, this is my favorite movie of all time, or this is my favorite game of all time, or I think that's my favorite TV show of all time, right after they watch it, me and Josh usually just, behind the scenes, we just laugh and go, No. No, you need more than a day or or literally five minutes to decide that this is your favorite. I can't trust anything you say until some serious time has passed. But in the instance of Nestor, the biggest Luigi fan ever, and the guy who has Mario memorabilia pouring out his ears behind him, and you waiting for this movie, <laughs> I genuinely believe you when you say this is your favorite movie of all time. And in a year, I guarantee you'll still say, "Yeah, it. dude, that's super like- awesome." It's like, it's like we said multiple times, uh, lore in Mario doesn't matter, but I love stories in Mario, which is why I love the RPGs. Everybody's yeah. character is on point from the RPGs, uh, which just adds to it. Um, yeah, man, it's I just wanted Mario on the big screen uh, with the input of the man who made him, and that's what I got. I got all, I got, what do you do? I got all the bells and whistles. What what do you do in your position when you're coming out of the theater? The movie's done, you know. What I mean, are you are you like I got to go play a Mario game or I got to go talk about this? Like, what, what are you like? Because for me, when I see something like a Star Wars movie, I'm like, I got to go expose myself to more Star Wars stuff. Like, I'm wrapped up in that world and uh, I can't escape it. It's got me swept up. You know what? Do you, what did you do? Did you go home and go to sleep? I can't remember. You saw a late showing, yeah. right? Okay. You've been awake for over thirty hours. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I was. Uh, right. Had been awake like thirty-three hours by that point. Oh, you you probably slept like a baby. Yeah, know? dude, you slept good. It it, it was Mario weird because it's not often that you're you're still, you're like on pins and needles waiting for something, right? And it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's everything you wanted it to be, like better Probably better than you could it. have imagined it. Because like I I could not have imagined a Mario movie. Like, how do you make it work? That's awesome. And they made it work. So it's a ten. It's definitely a ten for you. Subjective. Are you giving it a ten? Objective too. No judgment. On object, uh, object, no I'll give it an eight. 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 Yeah. Okay. I think an eight's probably. Well, I don't know. I'll have to think on it more. Uh, what's your favorite part of the movie, uh, Nestor? My favorite part is when the bros reunite. I, mean, I think uh, I posted yeah. about this. Uh, I posted about this a couple days ago, but it, it's animated like so, like believably well. Like, like they they touch foreheads. Chris Pratt's voice is cracking as he says, you know, like I told you, right? As long as we're together, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna happen to us. Yeah. And then Luigi just an like turning around like, How do you look like a bear? 
Yeah, when he's wearing the tanuki. Yeah, okay. Which we'll cover in oh, part yeah. two. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, because... Okay, Josh, let's go over to you first. I'll, I'll go last. Okay. What, what do you give this movie? Objective, subjective, favorite part of the movie? Well, I'll have to get refreshed on it uh, in the next episode to kind of give it a better... To, to, to fully reassess my score. But uh, subjectively, I got to give it like a 9 out of 10. I feel like I really, really loved it, um, especially with the, the hour and a half. You know, it, there's there is no point about this that is boring. Like, yep. not at all. Like, even if you're someone, like a parent that's taking your kid to see it and your kid is the Mario fan, I don't feel like the parent is going to be bored. Someone who's who's going into this with the most casual of, of level of interest. Um, and it was just fun. And it's filled with Easter eggs. I've learned so much through this episode. I already thought there, you know, I was picking up on things and if I'm picking up on things, and then there's, as you guys are no doubt heard in this, I mean, there's so much stuff that I didn't even know was in there, even more, uh, that just makes this infinitely rewatchable, you know, and uh, it's made with a lot of love. But objectively, um, I think a six out of 10. Um, well, no, I'd probably maybe maybe sit on seven. I, again, I got to I gotta think about it more and get that other half of the, the movie in my head again. But uh, I just think like, Okay, like to preface what criticism I'm about to give it doesn't really apply because it's an animated movie that's aimed toward kids and yes, adults alike, but it's still a a more you know animated movie. Um, that's an innocent movie too, and uh, uh, but I think it moves at such a breakneck pace, and I think it does so much. It takes so much from the Mario movies, like as we're gonna get to in the next episode, like the cart sequence. I, I did ask myself at the end of the movie if they're doing if they're putting all this stuff in there now. Are they saving anything else for like future Mario movies? You know, and I know like the answer would probably I feel like be there's a ton. Well, I was just gonna say I feel yeah. like the the direct answer would be yes, but I'm also feeling like it would have been interesting to see some of that stuff saved and kind of spread out because this seems like a movie that no matter what, um, no matter how it turned out, I feel like it was still gonna be successful, like just on impact. But um, that's just my take on it. But I I, I, I feel, feel like I it could was, be wrong, Josh. I don't want to judge you f- for it, but like I feel like. I'm getting maybe judged. because you maybe because you haven't played as as much Mario, uh-huh. but like I feel like I feel like this hasn't even touched on ten percent of the things they can well, pull from Mario. It, well, for example, like do you feel like you know in two Mario movies from now, if if uh, like in in the next two Mario movies that we get uh, you know another cart scene in each movie, is that is there a part of you that feels like the novelty is kind of taken away? Like there's not that that moment of you being like, oh my god, it's like Rainbow Road, it's a Mario Kart sequence. Is that there's many different uh-huh. angles they could take though, because they could do they could do uh, double dash like Mario Kart double dash, which would be a direct reference to the the, the one Mario Kart game where mm-hmm. every cart has two people in it. You could do like a, a somehow do a direct reference to the the eight bit Mario Kart uh, sequence. You could do just not do Mario Kart and do something like a Mario Tennis reference or or a Mario Strikers or something like that. And then there's also like I mean just you could make a trilogy out of exclusively Mario Galaxy. You can make a trilogy of films, and they probably wouldn't do that. They'd probably make one film at most. Mm-hmm. But like you have the Galaxy angle, you have the uh, you have the Odyssey angle, you have the Super Mario Sunshine where they go on vacation like angle. The RPGs. I mean you have like your. The RPGs. I mean, I then you have like to see some super stuff with Donkey Kong and and, yeah. and I mean, the, yeah. the no, right there. Yeah, see, like I, I'm out of my depth with that. I don't I don't know that kind of stuff. So it makes plenty of sense. But you know, I think uh, yeah, it moved at a breakneck pace, and I would have liked to have like lived in that Mushroom Kingdom a little bit longer, if that makes sense. But only because, subjectively speaking, I was having such a great time with that movie. It is a blast from beginning to end, and definitely one of my favorite movies that I've seen this year so far. Uh, I'm glad I lived to see it because it was really surreal to kind of go in and see like 
Um, as a both a fan of the Mario stuff and then also Dungeons and Dragons, we got two movies that their original runs just bombed, tanked, weren't received well, get made fun of online, but yet have a small niche of people that seem to love them. And then you have this new version that comes out into super well. And uh, that was really refreshing to see. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I love when I'm playing Super Mario Odyssey, I don't feel like I'm playing a different version. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm continuing in that world. And I love that. Yeah. So super fun. Um, are you guys good to do part two at the same time a week from yeah. today? Yeah, I definitely am. I was going to say, yeah, I don't want to inconvenience you, Nestor. But yeah, if you're good, man, we, I would love to do that. Okay, guys. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my opinion and send hum-a-na, it out. Hum-a-na. I have I have two minutes. Yeah. Um. But uh, guys, yet yeah, tune in uh, next week. Uh, we will put down another probably at least hour and a half episode covering part movie part two. We'll cover the rest of the movie. Go over our opinions on it again. Talk about like where the movie sits because we'll probably be in a week. We'll be able to say like, oh, did you hear that the movie just hit a billion dollars? Holy shit! Right. Like we'll have more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that'll so be we'll, interesting yeah. to see where we'll, the uh... we'll cover that in part two. But yeah, for me, guys. Um, Subjective, I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, 9 out of 10 subjective is just because I, I think some of my objective and subjective stuff overlaps a bit. Like, if my objective's probably like an 8, and that's because of the licensed music and way too many slow-mo shots, which is like a, it's like an illumination thing for them to do like slow-mo shots. Sometimes it gets a little bit too much for me when they're constantly going slow-mo. Um and it was one other thing I was going to say, maybe just kind of like some of that illumination feel and sequences like with like the dog that we talked about. But just a little more or less, I mean, other than the soundtrack, it's really just nitpicks. The, the soundtrack for me right. was the only thing that pulled me out of the movie. So I would say that simultaneously brings me down from a 10 to a 9 subjective. But then being more objective and understanding what's what could be improved it's probably an 8 out of 10 movie. I definitely don't see... Now, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate of all scores, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes is more around the 55% range, which I, I really just don't resonate with. Uh, I think this movie is is everything you could want from a Mario movie. Uh, my favorite part of the movie, it's a combo between explaining the origins of how Mario, Luigi, and Peach got where they got and just the brotherhood camaraderie of Mario and Luigi. Because I've hesitated to say this because it makes me feel bad, but I know that it's not bad to say, so I'm just going to say it. Because I, I love my brothers equally. I would die for my brothers. But me and Creighton, being more closer in age, we had this, we've had this Mario and Luigi camaraderie our whole lives. So I really emotionally made me connect to it. You know, I love my little brother Noah just as much. Would do anything for him. But closer in age to Creighton, we lived together in our own house. Mario and Luigi felt like me and Creighton, and that was really emotional for me. So I love that. Um, guys, I know... Uh, you would love to respond back to me, but I gotta just send us out of here because I'm I'm really I'm going late. Good, but uh, guys, tune in for a part two next week. Nestor, thank you for being here. Uh, the biggest Mario Bros. Luigi fan we know. I can't. This wait. was a blast. I'm actually, Seriously, I'm, I'm glad actually we're excited. Part two. That I'm excited we get to do a part two because I didn't because the Mario movie deserves more, and I didn't think it never crossed my mind to do a part two. I thought we we're gonna have to rush it into this one. So, uh, guys, let us know what you think of it. And this Discord, is longer than the movie. Twitter, and you get two whatever. of whatever. Now that's true. That's true. That's actually crazy. In typical nerd fashion, it's we did that. So, uh, guys, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, go to at Sacred Icon Pod. Uh, if you want to join the Discord, uh, there's a link there. Everyone's welcome. Come chat All with the us. Nintendo talk happening right now, peeps. If you want to send a voicemail or an email, uh, send it to sacrediconpodcast at, at uh, gmail.com. And if you want to give monetarily, go to uh, pa- uh, patreon.com slash sacredicon. We love you guys. We hope you enjoyed the Super Mario Bros. movie as much as we have. Tune in next week for part two. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach, you're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand. I'm gonna love you till the very end. Peaches, 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 peaches,